Hi, everybody. Welcome to Living Life. Hoping you all had a great Christmas. Uh, this lesson today is for Thursday, December 26th. And our topic today is living a proper life. And there's a very important character in our lesson today. And that character is the city of Ephesus. We had Christians, young Christians, living in this city of Ephesus. And the city of Ephesus had a lot to do with this epistle. You know, the epistle to the Ephesians is a pastoral epistle of exhortation and encouragement. And the Apostle Paul had to challenge the young Ephesian Christians on how to live the right way. And he wasn't the only one. Later, the Apostle John in the book of Revelation also challenged the young Christians at Ephesus to live a proper way. So as we study these verses today, my prayer and hope is that somehow, some way, we're going to relate to it, and the lesson for them will also be a good lesson for us, even today and even for you. So let's look at the scripture. We're going to be in Ephesians, and uh, let's turn in our Bibles. Ephesians chapter 5, verses 1 through 14. Follow God's example, therefore, as dearly loved children, and walk in the way of love, just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. But among you there must not be even a hint of sexual immorality or of any kind of impurity or of greed, because these are improper for God's holy people. Nor should there be obscenity, foolish talk, or coarse joking, which are out of place, but rather thanksgiving. For of this you can be sure, no immoral, impure, or greedy person, such a person is an idolater, has any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. Let no one deceive you with empty words, for because of such things God's wrath comes on those who are disobedient. Therefore do not be partners with them, for you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Live as children of light, for the fruit of the light consists in all goodness, righteousness, and truth, and find out what pleases the Lord. Have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. It is shameful even to mention what the disobedient do in secret. But everything exposed by the light becomes visible, and everything that is illuminated becomes a light. This is why it is said, Wake up, sleeper, rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. You know, it's interesting that in this portion of Scripture, the Apostle Paul deals directly with the issue. He is like a father coming to discipline his children. He's coming to correct his children and to give them exhortation, 
encouragement, whatever you want to call it. And it's interesting to note that it's not just the Apostle Paul. Later, in the book of Revelation, John also exhorted the Christians at Ephesus by saying to them that they had lost their first love. And that's how Ephesians 5 verse 1 begins. Paul encourages them to walk in love. He's dealing with their motivation, and they had lost their motivation. The church at Ephesus had lost their passion. The church at Ephesus had lost the reason why they live a godly life, why they are Christians, why they love their brother and their sister, why they love their enemies. And that reason is, my friend, is love. Love has to be and should be our motivation. When we get up in the morning, you know, and we live our lives, we go to work, we do our ministry, it's because we love God, we love other people, and we even have to love ourselves. So love is the motivation, but the Ephesian church had lost that motivation. And then here's the section that's very sobering and very direct. Uh, then the next thing that Paul deals with is what I call the big three. There were three big sins in the church at Ephesus that they weren't dealing with. And this is what they were. The first one was sexual immorality. The second one was impurity. And the third one was greed. Now, as I stated before in the, in the introduction, one of the main characters in this story is the city of Ephesus. We can't forget the context. You know, imagine being a Christian in Las Vegas. Imagine being a Christian in New Orleans. It's not an excuse, but certain cities or certain areas or certain regions, uh, there seems to be more temptation. It seems to be more carnal and it seems to be more worldly. It's harder to live the Christian life in certain areas. I, I don't want to make an excuse, but for the Ephesian church, they had the temple of Diana there. They had the temple of Artemis there. There was a lot of idolatry there. They were on the Mediterranean. It was a port city. Uh, they were prosperous. Uh, they were a big town. Uh, people would come from all over, and there was all kinds of businesses, all kinds of temptations, all kinds of distractions. In a lot of ways, it's like the city of Los Angeles right here where I am. You know, there's Disneyland, there's the beaches, there's the malls, there's mountains. You know, there's all kinds of excuses, all kinds of nightclubs, all kinds of places to go to concerts. So these Christians were living in that environment. They were living in that context. And since they lost their love for Christ, they lost that passion, what happened to them was they got sucked back into the world. Okay? And one of the first things that they were engaging in was sexual immorality. There was all kinds of immorality going on in this Roman city. They had the temple prostitutes, you know, the Romans participated in all kinds of illicit activity, and the Christians, they left that lifestyle, they returned to it. They returned to it. And then the, third, the second thing that he mentioned was impurity. They had impure thoughts, impure words, you know, joking around, you know, uh, their behavior, they weren't really acting like Christians. They weren't really being the salt of the earth. And then the third thing that he went over with them is greed. You know, they saw the fancy things and all the fancy houses and all the merchandise, and they got sucked back into the greed. 
So then uh, the solution uh, for them, uh, for this church at Ephesus, that even um, John had the same solution for them in the book of Revelation, it kind of goes back to the meaning of the, of, the, of, of the word church. You know, the word church, uh, the Greek is ekklesia. And ekklesia means the ones that are called out. Called out. So what Paul is telling these Christians in Ephesus is he's reminding them that you are the ones that are supposed to come out of the world. You know, do not partner with the world. Come out from the world and don't get sucked back into the world. Okay, so many of us here together, you know, we can look back when we became Christians, maybe 10 years ago, maybe 20 years ago, when we, you know, started following Jesus for the first time. Okay, and we left the world. But after you've been a Christian for 10, 15, 20 years, what tends to happen is that we kind of go back into the world. So right now, as we get ready to close and we're going to have our prayer time, what I want you to reflect on, is there anything in your life that you've gone back to? Sexual immorality, impurity, greed, because what God wants us to do is he's reminding us, he's encouraging us today, is that no, let's not go back into the world. Let's come out and be the ecclesia and be the true church. So let's close. You know, as we get ready to pray, it's important to keep in mind that this epistle is a letter of correction. You know, God is not condemning us. God is not kicking us out. God is giving us an opportunity to get our act together. And it's important for us as we pray to ask the Holy Spirit to search our hearts, to bring to mind or memory if there's any areas in our lives where we've fallen back into sin, if there's any old habits that we have allowed to creep back into our lives. That's what we need help from, okay? And God is going to set us free today. So let's pray. Lord God, we pray in the mighty and powerful name of Jesus that you would set us free. And Lord God, we repent if we have fallen back into sin. We repent, Lord God, because we have let old habits come back into our lives. Cleanse us and purify us. We want to be a holy people walking with integrity. And now, Lord, the last thing that we ask for is fill our hearts with love. Give us that passion, that excitement, that hunger, that thirst for you. May we love you. May we love others. And may we even love ourselves, Lord, the way you see fit. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. For a single soul, reaching a world and stepping in closer. 